your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Our friend Jesse Rogers from ESPN joins us. You can follow Jesse on Twitter, and he's got tons of information at Jesse Rogers ESPN. Jesse, it's always great to have you with us on the show here in St. Louis. How are you doing? Good to be with you guys. Doing well, doing well. Jesse, we were just talking in the break about the cornerstone pieces that still remain from that Cubs championship and Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez. And we know that they're going to be free agents. That's impending, obviously. But what's the sentiment surrounding these guys' final run with the team? Is it more of the, this is the last dance, let's go out and try and capitalize while we have these guys still with us? Or is it an impending sense of doom? Maybe they're going to be gone anyway, so we're going to have to look towards the future. Yeah, mostly, mostly the impending sense of doom, honestly. Um, it, the, the last sort of hurrah really came in the last year or two um, where, where they had Kyle Schwarber, right? He was part of that group. John Lester, that, that, was, part of, that was the last hurrah, I guess 2020 being the final one before they, they really broke it up. Now, yes, there's still those big three names there, um, but you know they're not the only ones that are going to be free agents. There's about 10 others as well, so my point is, this season, unless they surprise, really feels like um, one that we'll see a lot of trades in July. And that and that could include Chris Bryant at the top of the list. It also could include Baez and Rizzo. Now, of course, spring training is the time to talk to guys about signing long-term deals, guys that are you know, approaching free agency. And I would be surprised, I'd be very surprised, if all three of those players were traded in July or – you know, left the team at the end of this season. I think at least one or two, Baez and Rizzo, probably in that order, are going to sign back with the club. Um, but, you know, these are uncertain times. I can't say that for sure. Uh, so it's not like all three are going to be gone, in my opinion. I think Chris Bryant has kind of been on that road, on that path to free agency for a while now. So unless things change, I think Baez for sure is here. Bryant is gone, and I'm pretty sure Rizzo will be back. But he, he, he has to hear the right numbers because uh, he signed a team-friendly deal the first time around. He's probably going to want to get paid a little bit even at an older age. Jesse, you know the economics of the sport. Do you think that Bryant reaches that $200 million that he turned down a couple of years ago from the Cubs? I mean, yes. I mean, I, we don't know the exact number. Let's start with that. But I, I, I don't. at that time, they weren't handing out Fernando Tatis-type contracts, right? Like, you had to prove yourself a little bit. Now, Chris had. I mean, he was the only, he's the only player in the history of the game. People probably don't know this outside Chicago. Only player in the history of the game to win Collegiate Player of the Year, Minor League Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and MVP, and do it in consecutive seasons. No one had done that. So he was due a big extension. Um, I still think it was, a, it was maybe on the lower end a little bit more team-friendly than, than has been reported. You know, at the time, Mike Trout signed like a 6-150 deal. I don't think Chris Bryant was going to get something more than Mike Trout was going to get. So, 
if it was 250, then yes, definitely in hindsight, he regrets it. If it was more like 150, I'm not so sure because that, that sort of, you and I will take the 150, but that's kind of, it can go either way. Scott Boris has, has always made his star clients more money the closer they get to free agency or in free agency. So, yeah, it's easy to look back and say, I should have taken whatever it was. Um, but if it was one of those in-between contracts, you know, I don't know. That's not Scott Boris's way of doing things. If it was the 250, then he certainly regrets it. But I, I'm not sure we know the exact truth on, on what that offer was. Jesse, when I look at the Cubs lineup, I still think it's really good. I think Baez has a bounce back year. I think Bryant will do the same. So it, it has the potential to be very good. Where you look at the Cubs is run prevention. What are they going to do about their pitching, or is this just the way that they're going to go about it? They signed Arietta. You got Davies, who could be traded again. That's a free agent uh, coming up at the end of the season. There are others. Um, I would have to say that pitching's got to be their main concern. Am I correct with that? When you, when you trade a guy like you Darvish and don't really replace him with a star, um, yeah, you worry about that. And Lester's gone and Tyler Chatwood's gone. You know, some of these guys weren't great at the end of their Cubs run, so it's not like I'm saying uh, they shouldn't have made changes, but it, it's not like they did what the Padres did. Like they, they got rid of guys and didn't really replace them with, with big names or proven guys. So Alf Mills threw a no-hitter last year, but, you know, he's a soft tosser. We know Kyle Hendricks is really good. They're all soft tossers, by the way, Zach Davies. It goes back to what I said before. It really does feel like July is going to be the most important month for the Cubs. They're not really set up for for a World Series contention this year. Having said that, like you mentioned, there is talent. There are names there. It's, it, you know, things could fall into place. Um, you know, I give them like a twenty percent chance of winning the division. I give them a ten percent chance of going deep in the playoffs. You know, it's things like that. They're they're way way underdogs this year, and I think in terms of those starters you mentioned. You know, there's, there's Zach Davies is a great exact flip candidate, right? Jake Arrieta, flip candidate in July, unless they, they surprise everybody. It's kind of the way I'm thinking of it. Half their roster um, right now, if they started the season, would be free agents at the end of this year. It's hard to win like that because guys are going to have distractions and thinking about, you know, their contracts and stuff like that. Not many contending teams have half their roster, um, you know, set to be free agents. Now, I will say, this year, there are more one-year deals than ever, so there's probably more one, you know, free agents to be on teams than usual. But you know, 12, 13 out of 26—that's that's a lot for the Cubs. Jesse, that seems like something that might be a big part of David Ross's job this season is m- managing those feelings within the clubhouse. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it, look, it, it's a distraction, right? It, 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 the only question is how big of a distraction it is. Thirteen guys on their free agent years. It, it, you can't say it's not. Every, they're human. They're going to be thinking about their next contract. So it's his job to manage that. And I, I kind of like what Jed Hoyer, the, the, the president, said the other day, and he understands it can be a distraction, but he also understands that in his experience, most of the time a guy in his walk year is going to give max effort. He's going to have his best. We know this. They put up their best years at time, many times in their walk years. Now, within that, though, you can also get – some selfish moments, right? You're swinging for the fences yep. when you should be hitting for a sack fly. So is that give and take? Yeah, you might get a career year out of Chris Bryant or this guy or that guy, but on the other side of the coin is 
Let's make sure they're playing the team game. So it's absolutely something that David Ross has to manage. Jesse, you do a great job covering the league. Uh, obviously, you're, you're based in Chicago, and you have great insight with the Cubs. But for fans like myself or broadcasters in the game, we, we follow you and get great information league-wide. I'm curious, what you know, fans wake up this morning, baseball executives wake up this morning, and they say, holy smokes, Fernando Tatis, 14 years, $340 million. The shortstop market we know is going to be plentiful. Javi Baez, right in your backyard, is there. Yeah. What are people saying about this, and what has it done to the marketplace for free agency coming up? Yeah, the biggest thing people are saying about it is they just can't believe a 22-year-old got that deal. I mean, most of the time, this is the game of baseball. You can you can be humbled for like four straight seasons, right? Like it, 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 you, Most of the time, you need to really prove yourself before you get a deal like that. Um, but I will say that obviously the length of it, you know, spreads out the, the annual, you know, salary and all that stuff helps out the team. And what I'm getting at is, but he is going to be the face of the franchise. They're going to probably be able to you know, sort of recoup that money just because of him alone, his image is what he'll bring to San Diego and the Padres and all that stuff. So monetarily, I, I, know, I understand like, it, it's a business thing and, and, and there's, there's no owner in the game that's a bad businessman. But from a baseball perspective, I mean, I don't know. What if the guy isn't the player you thought he was? And I know he's great, and he probably will be. But anybody can have three or three bad years. Or you know, So you are really committing to a player that hasn't shown that much. And that usually doesn't happen in the game of baseball. It just doesn't. It's just such a humbling game. But, but I guess he brings a, enough of these other things that, I don't know, if he has a mediocre year or two, and he's bound to. It's not that big of a deal. I, I think that's that's kind of the way people are looking. I just can't believe such a young player got got a deal like that. Is it's kind of thinking that the money, not so much. Teams have money. Owners have money. The money is going to be back in the game. Um, I, so uh, people understand the stars going to are going to get paid. But to get paid at that age, what was I mentioning about the Mike Trout in between? You know, sort of that in between contract. You get that in between deal before you sign the massive one. Tatis skipped the in-between deal and went right to the massive one, and that's a little surprising. Hey, Jesse, before we let you go, you're on ESPN 1000 in Chicago a lot. You have a, a pulse of the fans there. This mm-hmm. Cubs run was supposed to be a dynasty. They won the one World Series. What's the reaction in Chicago among Cubs fans specifically to how the last five years have played out? Oh, I mean, Certainly 15 and 16, they loved. I mean, it was great. And then things started to go a little bit south. I lived in Chicago my whole life. I grew up a Cub fan. So I feel like I have a a, a different but, you know, good perspective on it. And what I mean by different, different than, let's say, Jed Hoyer or Theo Epstein or some other people that came in and built this thing. My point being is, and even Joe Madden, I think I think they all made one big mistake. I don't think they realized how the world, the baseball world, the Cubs baseball world would change once they won the World Series after 108 years. I think this is my only criticism I have of Joe Madden, for example. I just feel like he managed basically in 18 and 19 like he did in 15 and 16. And, and, and it was a different world before they won it all. It just you, you have to have lived the Cubs experience, the lovable loser, to understand this. And I think he needed to sort of get in there at some point and say, and Theo and Jed as well, and say, look, um, 16's over. We're back to not winning anything. I mean, he, I think they needed to sort of just re rethink this whole thing after they won it all and 
and, and find the new challenge. And it just didn't materialize. And I felt like they all acted and, and, and performed like it was, you know, 15 and 16 still. And it just, it wasn't, it, you know, it, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. So my, my, my feeling is that after they won it, they just sort of lost the edge. They lost the edge when you're, you know, and I, I thought that even in seven, like as it was happening and I'm more convinced of it now. So Cup fans are, are a little upset. It didn't turn into a dynasty that they didn't do a little bit more. Um, and, and they're probably most upset at this, at this offense. You mentioned it is, it is much better individually than it is as a group. The individual names are good, but as a group, it is not clicked. And we're talking three years running now. So it's not just a fluke. So those are some of my thoughts on the thing. And I, I, I mean, they won it. So you can't, you can't mm-hmm. be critical, but post that it was, it, they lost some sort of an edge. Hey Jesse, we're seeing, you know, games get postponed with the NBA and, and NHL on a nightly basis. Are you hearing anything about players getting vaccinated before they leave spring training? Is that being talked about right now in the sport? No, I'm not hearing that. And it, that could change, though, um, it, it, it mostly because they're, they're not going to be pushed in front of anybody at this point. That is, I mean, that's, they're very sensitive about that. If, if things develop and they're sort of naturally allowed to get vaccinated because other groups are in their category, if, if you know what I mean, yeah. then, then yes. But uh, there's been no talk about them jumping the line um, if, because of the optics and everything else. But, like, things are moving in the right direction, so we'll see. I, I just I have not heard that yet. Okay. Jesse, you always have great information. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Take care. See you Thanks. later. Jesse Rogers, ESPN. You can see him at ESPN.com. Follow him on Twitter, Jesse Rogers, ESPN. And, of course, uh, he's always available uh, on Twitter at Jesse Rogers. Yes, sir. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.